Good morning and welcome to the April 26th episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show where we are on a mission to teach, learn, and remember the history of professional wrestling with everyone that wants to join us. My name is Ryan Joy and on today's episode we are talking about the team that Captain Lou last led to the Tag Team Championships. John DeCani wrote a tribute episode to Captain Lou Albano on the anniversary of his passing. You can hear his detailed account in episode 55 of this show. While we lost Albano in 2009, he had a storied career in pro wrestling. Born in 1933, he began wrestling at the age of 20. As a wrestler, Albano never accomplished much. In his tribute piece, Dave Meltzer described Albano as a step above being a full-time job guy, in the sense he would beat the job guys, but lose to the full-time preliminary babyfaces. And while that's a fair point, it's hard to argue with Albano's credentials as a manager. In 1970, Bruno San Martino came up with the idea to utilize Albano's gift for gab as a manager, and that's exactly what happened. In a bit of irony to that story, Albano was managing Ivan Koloff when Koloff put an end to Bruno's near eight-year reign as WWWF champion. So for 21 glorious days in 1971, Lou Albano was the manager of the Worldwide Wrestling Federation champion. That is a distinction that only a few managers in history have ever earned. Albano would also lead two wrestlers, Don Morocco and Greg Valentine, to the WWF's Intercontinental Championship. And while those singles championship runs are memorable for many reasons, it was Albano's talents as a tag team manager that made him truly prolific. Jimmy and Johnny Valiant, Professor Tanaka and Mr. Fuji, the Wild Samoans, Barry Windham and Mike Rotundo, the British Bulldogs, and many other tandems reached the top of the tag team mountain with Captain Lou by their side. In fact, Mr. Fuji, who would go on to be another person to successfully manage the world champion, was himself managed to the tag team titles by Albano on five separate occasions. But after decades with the company, Albano left the Worldwide Wrestling Federation in 1986. Captain Lou did some acting. I'll never forget him in the Super Mario Brothers television show. But as luck would have it, he came back to the WWF for one final run in 1994. He was sitting pretty in the record books, having managed 19 teams to the WWF World Tag Team Championship titles. And the final step would be to get number 20 before shutting the door on his legendary managerial career. Here's how it happened. The Quebecers had a stranglehold on the WWF Championships for the last 200 plus days with only two minor six and one day interruptions. When they defeated the Bushwhackers on the March 21st episode of Monday Night Raw, Vince got a hold of Johnny Polo to ask him what's next. Confidently, Polo would say they're taking on all challengers. Well, surprise, Lou Albano comes flying onto the screen and asks the Quebecers if he puts together a tag team, will the Quebecers accept his challenge? They say, okay. So Albano follows up, will you put those titles on the line? The Quebecers agree. So on the next week's episode of Raw, Jim Cornette is interviewing the Quebecers when Albano again hops in the ring just to confirm that the Quebecers have accepted the challenge. Again, the Quebecers agree. So Albano leaves and comes back with the Head Shrinkers. 
the Quebecers lose their freaking minds. The head shrinkers are supposed to be their friends. And Polo says he didn't mean those guys. When the Quebecers refuse, Albano says he's going to Jack Tunney. Fast forward now to April 4th, and Vince explains that Jack Tunney has ordered the Quebecers to compete against one of three teams, but the fans get to book the match. So you can call into the hotline and register your vote for either the Smoking Guns, Men on a Mission, or the Bushwhackers. See episode 72 to understand everything that's wrong with this hotline business. So no head shrinkers and no 20th tag team title win for Captain Lou Albano, at least not in a match that the fans can book. We find out the next week, April 11th now, that Men on a Mission have won the fan vote. The Quebecers retained against them. So at this point, Albano returns for the first time in eight years to lead a team to the WWF Tag Team Championships, and the drama has been building for a month. When we get to April 18th, we still don't have an answer, but we learn that Captain Lou has been campaigning with Jack Tunney up in Toronto all week. Lou says he wants a decision next week as Johnny Polo complains that it isn't fair and the match shouldn't be signed. Finally, on April 25th, Jack Tunney calls into Monday Night Raw and tells us the Quebecers will have to defend the tag team titles against the Head Shrinkers really soon. When pressed on how soon, Tunney says, next week. We see Lou Albano going absolutely bonkers to close the show, and with the assistance of Randy Savage, he even gets a stiff right hand in on Johnny Polo. Now, the actual match is broadcast on May 2nd, seven weeks after the initial challenge by Albano, but the match was taped on this day, April 26th in 1994. Samu would evade the Quebecers' finish, and the Quebecers would fall victim to miscommunication. Fatu would come off the top with a big splash, and the Head Shrinkers, managed by Afa and Captain Lou Albano, become the WWF Tag Team Champions. As the house lights go down, the fireworks go off, celebrating Captain Lou's 20th and final Tag Team Championship reign. The Daily Wrestling News Show is a Minutes to Bell Time production. Find out more at minutestobelltime.com. Today's episode was recorded by Ryan Joy. Subscribe to the Daily Wrestling News Show on your podcast player of choice and join us in the Daily Wrestling News Show Facebook group. We'll see you tomorrow for another episode of the Daily Wrestling News Show.